because I always create my results and I could just always track back how I created something. And if I could track back how I created something, I could track forward how I'll create something else. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business by mastering their time, money, and drama. I'm your host, Jessica McKinley, founder of What's Happening Coaching, a life coaching program that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Hi, Hapsters. Welcome back from a really magical weekend on my end. I don't know how your weekend was or what word you would use to describe it. But I love when I feel like it's easy to describe my life as magical. And this weekend just couldn't have been easier to do that. I got married. And actually, when you're listening to this, it will probably have been two weekends since I got married. But I wanted to update you guys because you are always asking me questions. I've been posting lots of the photos over on Instagram. So if you haven't, Uh, If you haven't yet started following me over there, that's where the party is. If you want to see what it looked like, but uh, over at what's happening, W Jess. Yeah, I got married. I am now Jessica McKinley Wayno officially legally, but uh, Jessica Wayno, it's very surreal. We threw this wedding together in about two and a half months. And I was actually like on my way to Kentucky for my mastermind, when we had the conversation, we were like, should we just do a wedding? Yeah. Like, let's just do it. And it was just all you need is just a room full of people that love you and the love that you have with each other and good food, obviously. And it was just really beautiful. So I'm feeling definitely that true 50, 50 human experience of on Clyde cloud nine from the amazing experience of just being in a room where everybody is holding space for your love and loving on you. And then the overwhelm that you feel from like, oh my gosh, like what next? And the, the, that little bit of, uh, wedding blues that comes afterwards too, you know, luckily I still have so much to look forward to. I have a little baby sprinkle baby shower coming up in two weeks. And then the, the what's happening, happening sessions launch in June, June 1st. So lucky for you guys, we have an extra special guest on the show that really hopefully will answer any and all of the questions that you guys have about whether this program is a good fit for you. And the question I hear you guys ask yourselves the most, which is, are you ready? Are you ready for this container? Are you ready to make this investment in yourself, in your business? Is it the right time? And Sarah Klein, who we have with us today, had all of those same exact questions when we connected and we were talking about, you know, what she felt like she was missing and what she wanted to accomplish over the next year and couple of years and whether she was ready. And I want her to tell you in her words, really what it was like overcoming that and what 
pushed her to make the decision and what it's been like since, since she invested. So uh, let me introduce to you, Sarah Klein. Sarah is a business coach and a life coach. We connected in our own mastermind in the 200K mastermind, where we just immediately bonded over salsa dancing and our general love of fashion and love of our clients and of life coaching and of, of pursuing a really big life. And Sarah is such an example of that. But of course, as all of us go through transitions in our business, she was transitioning from one type of client to another type of client. And when we're going through that in our own brains, it can leak over into our business. And she didn't want that to happen. So she decided to make the investment. So let us introduce Sarah Klein so that you can get to know her and through me, ask her all the questions. Thanks for coming today, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. This is such an honor and I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Yeah. You might recognize her name already because two weeks ago, I believe, or three weeks ago now, she was the hapster of the week. She has just had such massive growth and success since we started happening sessions. Actually, not even since we started, but since she pressed submit on the payment button, she just went to work. And I, I was so inspired by it. Like I remember her saying, okay, oh my gosh, we're doing this. And then her being like, oh, okay. We're starting in like two weeks. Then when that happens, when that happens, and I just kept being like, what are you going to do in these next two weeks? Why don't, instead of setting the goals, starting from two weeks from now, you just hit all your goals before we even start. She was like, game on. And so tell (laughs) us a little bit about that. What was that about? What, what was actually, let's back up even a little bit further. What kind of place were you in when you booked a console and where were you at with your business and where were you at in your head? Yes. Great question. So I had entered a relatively slower period in my business. And I was spending a lot of time thinking in my head about like, I was thinking about figuring it out, but not actually figuring it out. You know, if anybody doing all the models, I remember you're like, okay, I just got to do some self-coaching on this. And I was like, no more self-coaching. Exactly. Yeah. I was like waiting to like suddenly know the answers and transform without trying anything. Yes. (laughs) But there was, it came to a point where I was like, you know what? I just want support in this. And yeah, I was just like, I want support in this. I just knew, cause you know, obviously you guys, like I am a coach personally, so I know how powerful coaching is. And I always say like the best coaches have coaches. I think that's so true. So, yes. you know, as agree just, more. yeah. And so, you know, I had just finished up with a mastermind that both Jess and I were in, I was like, well, I want to have a coach still. And I want, you know, so I just was like, I was like thinking, who do I know who I would trust? And I was like, Jess, I know Jess, I trust Jess. So Yeah, we set up a call and the first thing that just really 
impressed me about Jess right off the bat to such an extent where like, I actually had another discovery call booked, but I canceled it (laughs) after ours um, (laughs) was because like, you were just so like thorough and so spot on and showing me exactly, you know, you, you were so spot on showing me like, Sarah, you're doing a lot of thinking about figuring it out, not actually taking action to figure it out. So right away, I knew that Jess was going to be a great fit. And, you know, I was obviously nervous about investing, but I just knew I had to do it anyway. I've never been not nervous about investing. And I think that's such a fallacy. That's such a common myth that people are like, oh, well, I feel really not great about it right now in my body. Like I feel super nervous. So that must mean it's like beyond me. And maybe when I'm making more money or when I have X, Y, Z thing, then I won't feel as nervous about investing. But I can tell you from someone who's at the 200K mark that I still have thoughts and feelings about investing and about the future. So you did it anyway, right? And then what happened kind of, in that time between investing, I believe you signed up for happening sessions about two weeks, yeah, two, two weeks or so before we started and your brain wanted to do that same thing where it was like, okay, let's think about it. Let's prepare, let's do all the models so that I can take the most advantage of it, really focusing and giving so much credit to the tools that you were going to learn and to like the space and to, to me as the coach for creating the results. And I was just like, I know the quickest way to wipe away all of your drama about the past is to just like create all the results that you want in the next two weeks. Yeah. And what went through your head when I said that? I remember you were like, kind of like, what? I know I was like, you know, first gut instinct was like, what? Like, just kind of like, oh my God, can I even do that? You know, like a little bit, you know, like when you're about to get on a roller coaster ride where you're like, am I going to die? I'm I'm not like, this has been safety tested, but like I could, but I'm not like, that's kind of the feeling. (laughs) Um, But I just knew that I wanted to try. And I think it was in that moment. And I'm also, I'm just so thankful that you said that because like, And I, you know, for me as a coach, this is so important for me with my own clients too. It's like, yeah, yeah, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you just gotta pose the quote unquote crazy thing, like the unrealistic thing. Cause who says, who's like, you know what, Sarah, what if you just created, like, I think what you directly told me was like, what if you just made enough money to pay for happening sessions just before we even start? (laughs) Yeah, that was exactly the math, right? It was like, you had all these thoughts about what the six months, what you were going to create in the six months together. And I was like, I feel like that's putting a lot of pressure on the container. And I had known from your experience in 200K that you had that experience in 200K where you were like, okay, I came, I invested all of this. Now I need to, within these six months, which is actually kind of a, a long time, it's like, I need to make back that investment. And I was like, let's just like speed it up and kind of make it feel a little bit more impossible slash fun because there wasn't the pressure to do it all in two weeks. It was just like, it would be fun if you could. Right. Exactly. And I just remember distinctly thinking, I was like, you know what, Sarah, even if it does, even if I can't do it, I want to at least be able to say that I tried and I'm just going to put in my best foot forward. And if I end up making $0, like, you know, I'll just, uh, I'll just evaluate it and move on. And now I have stuff to be coached on first session of happening sessions. Yeah. What a good thought. 
Yeah. So I remember like we literally got off the call. This is the part that you didn't see. We got off the call and I just immediately was like, okay, who can I talk to? I think there was, I think we had an, oh no, this is what it was. Like it wasn't immediately after the call, but the day after, like the morning after our discovery call together, you just messaged me and you were like, wait a second. I forgot to ask you, have you been like actually offering real live people to their face, like coaching with you? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I mean, I'd be, I mean, uh, uh, I've been doing like CTAs. But- <laughs> well, it was so confusing to me because your Instagram was so good. And the one thing that was so consistent was like, you were at the phase in your business where you were attracting people and getting people engaging with you being like, you're giving me results ahead of time. You're helping me so much. I'm really loving it. And you were just pretending to be confused as I call it. Like you were like, I don't get it. They're so loving what I'm doing, but they're not buying. And I'm like, Hmm, have you told them, Hey, you're getting great results. You should come and coach with me. And you were like, Oh my God, no. (laughs) I know. I was like, Oh my God. But like so many people do this, like my clients do this all the time. They'll be like, but I've been posting, I've been doing reels and like, I have so many followers and all these people are like liking my stuff. And I'm like, that is not the same as asking someone do, are you planning on joining coaching this month? Or if you're a listener and you have like a product-based business, if someone's like, oh my God, that headband is so cute. Are you like, here's the link. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, do you want one or like the, right. oh my God, I love this spring floral. Did you know that there's a spring subscription box that you can get? Here's right. how you do it. Right. Instead of being like, I don't know why they're not buying. Right. But and if- this is something that I definitely had in my head that I also see like a lot of my own clients too, is like, you go, oh, but if I do that, that's like so slimy and weird. And yeah. so, and it's like, No, it's not because what is actually best for the person you're talking to or what is going to like, if they, if they like that spring headband, like, you know, why would they not love the spring box or for the case, you know, for me as a coach, it's like, if they love what they read on an Instagram post, why would they not want like a full six month container of one-on-one support for them and their business of that? Like, it's like the best thing is working with you is buying from you. So, and it's so great because for you too, like, were you listening to the podcast or mainly following on Instagram before you set up a consult? Okay. You know, what's so funny, Jess, none of the above. I was like barely in your orbit. (laughs) Oh my God. I literally was just like, I was like, okay, 200 K is over. I want to hire a business coach which business coaches do I know? And obviously I thought of business coaches I met through the 200K mastermind because duh. And I was just like, I don't know. I think Jess sounds, I was just like, I think, I think I should just talk to Jess. I was like, I think it's Jess. Isn't it so funny for those of you, again, who are listening, it's like, you just don't know where your next client or customer is going to come from. And every thing that you do, every investment you make, every place you go, every call to action and every offer you make, whether it turns out to be a no in that moment or not, I can't even tell you how many people I've offered coaching and they've been a no, but then what they've done is like talked about me to their friends and then their friends have invested first. And then they're like, 
FOMOing mm-hmm. and then they sign up. Right. But yeah, it's such a good point. It's like, if you're watching something or you're consuming something and you're enjoying it and you're, whether you're just enjoying it or you're vibing with it, or you're getting results from it, I'm always thinking that the thought that helps me not feel slimy, quote unquote, about making a direct offer is that I'm in service of them. And I always just think of like, what is the best way that I can help my clients? And for me, I help them make more money, which you do as well. And I help them have more time and I really help them feel more, more at peace and more in control of their emotional experience. So it doesn't feel like that role entrepreneur roller coaster that people describe. And I always just think people don't understand, like they think that, Oh, I can just continue to listen to the podcast or I could just continue to follow on Instagram and I'm getting results. So that's good enough. And I, I just know, and you've experienced, right? Like the difference between actually applying the work and being there in the container where you're, you have a form of accountability, even if your main form of accountability is just an investment in yourself. And then what happens is that when you're in service, you're not thinking about whether they're going to think you're salesy or slimy or not. And ironically, that's when nobody perceives you as salesy or slimy because they can yeah. tell that you really are just in it to help them out. And I remember too, in our conversations, and I don't do this with everyone. I don't make a habit of it, but like we had some conversations behind the scenes between the two weeks that you had signed up and the time that it had launched. And I just was like, desperately curious, the nitty gritty of what was going on with you. I was like, I don't care that the program hasn't started yet. Like yeah. I want to know, okay, what is she actually saying? Why is this one converting? Like, I want to get curious. I want her to see the types of questions that I'm asking. So she can start asking them her- to herself. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened? Give us some, give us some insight. What happened in those two weeks? Okay. So after Jess sent that fateful Instagram DM being like, wait, are you like actually offering people coaching? I immediately read that and I was like, oh my God. And I just, I just immediately made a list of like all the people who had ever like told me, oh my God, you're so inspiring. All the people who I had like served in the past, even like three months, just all the people that I could think of who I could follow up with and be like, oh yeah, Hey, you remember that time that I helped you? I could help you even more. Do you want to like talk about that? So, and I think I had a list of like, I don't know, 20 people. I just, I had a long, long list and I just started messaging them. Yeah. And And were they like, oh my God, you're so slimy and salesy. Absolutely not. I mean, some people didn't respond. Yeah. That's fine. Um, But other people, and that was how I ended up signing my first client after a dry spell. And I love her so much. She's doing great in our coaching together. You know, she got so much value out of just our discovery call that even if she didn't say yes, it's like, yeah, totally worth it. So, so good. The service, the service heart, right. It's like even a discovery call or even an offer sometimes is value because it helps them to think and to come to a conclusion about what they want in their life. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I think I also just challenged myself. I was like, okay, who needs help with their business in the world? Like, where do I go meet them? And I just started mm-hmm. looking up like in-person places to go, like Facebook groups that I, you know, I just was like, okay, who needs help? Time to go help them. And something yeah. that I always like teach my own clients and talk about, you know, on my own platforms is just like, I call it like 60% plus focus on them. Like just mm-hmm. make sure, like keep your brain focused on the people you're trying to help. And if you just do that, most of the time, you're not going to have brain space left to just like worry about your own. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. And I notice myself when I'm like in that reverse ratio, right. Of like more than 50% thinking about myself and my numbers and what I need to create. And listen, that's the human experience too. There's something you're not a bad person. If you're thinking about how much income you need to make, especially when you're in the beginning, especially when you, you know, are trying to make ends meet, right. That it's natural, but we just have to redirect our brain and re-guide it. Like, it's okay. We don't have to judge ourselves for, for thinking about ourselves. I know sometimes when I tell people, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. You're just thinking so much about yourself. And that's why it's hard to sell. And then they're like, oh my God, I'm a horrible person. I'm thinking about myself. And I'm like, no, no, no. We all think about ourselves. That's the way that the brain wants to look to protect us. But what I love that you said too, is you were like, who do I, like, this is the high quality question. We're always in happening sessions looking for like, what's the high quality question that can keep you and your brain going on task on the mission to create the results that you want. And you just said, who can I help? And where do they hang out? And that was it. Yeah, It's not a fancy question all the time. It's not always like, what type of funnel do I need? And blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, who, who can I help? And that question was not in your brain for a couple of months. That's true. Is that unbelievable? The question that was in your brain was what? Like, where was your focus for that dry spell? I think my focus was on, I don't think this is worth it. Like, I don't think I'm worth it. I don't think I'm, because here's another thing too, just about my own journey, y'all. So my very first coach I hired, she was amazing, loved her, worked with her for about nine months. You know, she charged a sum of money that I had just never experienced paying all at once before. Yeah. And then as I just became more immersed in the coaching world, I learned that this is, you know, I was like, Oh, people actually charge less than that. I didn't know. So when I first started, became a coach, I just went straight for like, I was, I was charging like an amount that I just thought was normal. And then anyway, and because of this, and I just was starting comparing and looking at other people's numbers and people's businesses, I started being like, well, what gives me the right to charge this month? And then I just started going into doubt and like doubt spiraling. So that is where my brain was for, for my dry spell really was I was just kind of doubt spiraling. And I was furiously like trying to prove to myself and like coach myself into why what I offer is worth instead of just being like, Sarah, just get out there and help people and let them decide. Yes. And we talk about this a lot too, right? It's like, it's so tempting to stay and live in the T line the of the model, like in our thoughts, right? Like, what am I thinking that's creating this result? Because we understand as life coaching, our thoughts create our results. So if we want a better results, we have to understand what we're thinking. But oftentimes we love, it's like the simplest solution to actually just 
dive right into the A-line and go to the action. And you find that when you're in the action line, the thoughts that come up are more naturally you. Yeah. More naturally focused on the value and more naturally focused on like how awesome coaching is and how, so like you, you made a list, you reached out to some people, you signed a client, you signed more than a client. What happened? So I think I signed two clients before we even started happening sessions. Yeah. And so this is another interesting thing too, because for those two clients, I had ended up, I actually lowered my price Mm -hmm. because like, I was like, okay, I can either just like keep trying to get myself up to the point of like, okay, charging la 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 is worth what I, or, or I can just like, let's just make it as easy as possible for my brain to just get out there and make offers. And, and, and I was like, okay, I'll just lower my price. And so I came into happening sessions, like, yeah, I signed two clients. I was charging less than half of what I had been charging before. Right. And then Jess was like, you know, one of my favorite things about happening sessions, which I now teach all my clients too, is the, is Jess's very like mathematical way of thinking about goals. And I freaking love that because mm-hmm. I think it's so tempting. And you see this a lot in like the entrepreneurial world where you just pick, like you just pick numbers and kind of like cross your fingers, close your eyes and hope you make them. Yeah. Because in reality, it's like, no, like you can actually figure out how you're going to make those numbers if that actually makes sense for where you're at. And like Jess had me, she was like, okay, Sarah, I know that now you're all nice and comfortable at your less than half what you were, you know, at your reduced price. But like, if your goal is X, Y, Z, does that make mathematical sense? And it just like so clearly did not. But here's the thing. I had been out there in the world helping people showing up as a coach, like crazy, like still like the person who was having a fire sale on fire sale on my fee. So now it's like, okay, we had just started happening sessions and it was like, okay, time to, you know, like Sarah, if you want your goals to make sense, it's like time to increase your prices again to what I was Mm -hmm. charging before. But this time I had all this experience of helping people under my belt. And yes. so it be, and it's just literally, it's become let my brain. It's so funny. Cause whereas last year I spent all this time, like in my journal being like, why is my coaching worth? Well, now it's like, it's so it gets easier and easier for my brain to go there because now I've actually, I have the results from helping people to right. show my brain like, well, duh, this is worth my price. And you know, I'm, I'm going to be increasing my prices again, like in the near future. And, you know, similarly, it's like, I'm just. I have not taken the gas off the pedal of just like helping people and getting them results. So it's just easier and easier for my brain. (laughs) Yeah. And I love what you said too, about like, it's easier for your brain because you have, so brains like evidence, right. And we, you have in your past our line, right. So you have in the past of your results, your clients getting results, right? But in order to get to that point, you had to lean on belief only and you had to lean on action only. And I think what allowed you in particular to like lean into that space of action was your willingness to fail. And within happening sessions, we talk about failure collection and about how it's the point. And so we talked a lot in the beginning where I was like, Hey, I'm not worried about you going out there and you making all of these offers and you 
having your first month where you have all this failure, that's like, that's good. I'd so much rather you have that than you do nothing. And you just think about it. And then you just kind of half show up to the action plan. I said, let's just decide, let's just pick the result for the first month. And then once we see what you have created from following up with this action plan, then that'll inform what you want to do for the second month. So I kept saying like, I don't have a problem. I don't really care what your price is, but I do care that you're acknowledging what it's going to look like in time. If you are to continue to offer your services at this rate, how many clients would you realistically have to have? And is that the best thing for you and for your clients for you to be maxed out at all of these number of clients to make whatever your goal was? And you were just very clearly like, I wish you didn't just point that out because now I need to raise my price again. (laughs) And I remember experiencing that in my own business. I remember getting to this aha. I wanted to make a hundred K. I wanted to make a hundred K. I'd set the goal three years in a row and hadn't hit it. And like by a long shot, I hadn't hit it. And I just remembered finally doing the math and being like, it's not possible really for me to make a hundred K at $2,500 for six months. It's, it's not, the math doesn't add up. And so I was like, what? Like, I'm not allowed to say anymore that I want to make a hundred K if I'm not willing to have the prices that match it. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs do. They're like, oh, I want to make six figures or I want to make whatever your goal is. It doesn't really matter. But then they're not looking at the math of it. Oh yeah. And I get it, right? Because when you come in in the beginning and you're focused on your past and you who, like you said, you were in a dry spell. I think you had had three months of of no clients or something like that. I've gone through that as well, where like when your thoughts are all a mess, you have this and then your brain really latches onto that. And you're like, well, there's no way I could make a hundred K when I haven't made, I've made $0 three months in a row. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with anything because we don't build our future from the past. We build our future from the future. So what did you do once you started to build your future from the future and simultaneously look at the math? Like we don't just like, Oh, I'm just going to make all the money. That's not what it means to build your future from your future. It means to pick the goals and look at the numbers of what you're creating in your future and figure out reverse engineer the action plan, the feelings plan, the thought plan that's going to go with it. And then go out there, show up and then look at the numbers again at the end of the month and see, okay, what failures did I collect? What do I want to do differently? So what actually happened? What's happened since then? Yeah. So my first month and happening sessions, I, so I remember I set the, I set my, one of my failure collections was to sign four clients that month. And the other thing that I just love about failure collections and just thinking about my goals in such a clear, almost mathematical way yeah, is just like, okay. It's like, if I was going to drive downtown, it's like, what would be like, what's the route that I could take? And you can just, you can just, there's like a, there's like, I could, there's a, there's infinite routes to get to downtown. Yeah. But I could just pick one and drive down on it. Yes. And it was like that. I was like, okay, if my goal is to sign four clients this month, it's like, what's my best guess at how I could do that? Like, do I think this could work? Do I think this will work? Yeah, probably. Do I think this bucket of actions will work? Yeah, probably. So let's just try it. 
Oh, like, so and I, good. And I just like put it into my, and I also love this, like the way that Jess teaches scheduling. Amazing. I hope you know that I'm teaching all my clients, like yeah. all the things you taught me. Onward. That's <laughs> like, what we do with Sarah Stacey, filter, right? Yeah. yeah. So, cause it's just been so game changing for me personally. I'm like, this is just incredible. So I like put that I put all like I put all the plans in my schedule. I could see when I was doing it, la la la. That's also really great. Cause now you can see how much time you actually, I actually had in the past. I was spending just worrying about myself. Yeah. Like, oh, great. Now my schedule is so full of like all these wonderful things. I literally don't have any time for worrying about myself. Or if I do, it's like, I can't worry about it too long because I have something else to do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So what I specifically did though, I just like, I went to all, I went to a ton of in-person things like business networking, just things that I personally enjoy. Mm -hmm. I continued just like sharing on my Instagram. I continued sharing, like I just really... I told myself like your priority each week, Sarah, is just delivering like a high value podcast, which, you Mm. know, I have my own podcast and I was like the rest of the, like, don't worry about doing stuff every day, just high quality podcast, dual Instagram live recording, um, meeting people, just sending out my emails. I think I launched, I had, did I do don't, I don't know. Anyway, the point is I just was doing all this stuff that I, and then what I ended up creating was I actually ended up signing that month, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven clients. <laughs> so I almost doubled my first month goal. And since I've started happening sessions, like what, six weeks ago? Yeah. Something um, I, yeah, I've made crazy. like $38,000, which is so fun. I remember <laughs> us talking about the investment, which I'm not shy about sharing on the podcast, right? The investment for happening sessions is 5K pay in full or 6K if you do it in payment plan. And I remember her thinking about 6K as like really a big, scary thing because her brain was spending so much time thinking about the number zero. And she was like, if I keep making $0, how can I pay 6K? And I was like, that's just not going to (laughs) happen because, and first of all, that's the other reason I put a money back guarantee on it so that you guys can relax into the process and into the container and like really go all in on your failure because you have nothing to lose really. But like what happened is you were able to like unleash this part of yourself that like was always there in the future that you were blocking by thinking about your past. Yeah. You couldn't access it. Yeah. And, and I'm so thankful that I did that. And also that you just were so like, Sarah, are you kidding? Like, obviously it's going to be fine. Um, (laughs) because something else that I've just really, really stepped into ever since I've started happening sessions is honestly, like I'm a freaking good coach. Like I'm really good. I mean, I, so something else that I started doing, which I highly recommend everybody in the universe is I actually started like I'm you can't see my visual but I'm holding up for Jess like I started just a little paper that I keep on my desk I call it my offers dashboard and it's not you know it's not for it's not for anybody else but me just to make sure that I'm actually taking action I'm actually like telling people hey do you like do you want to actually like here's some help are you interested in more we should totally talk so 
just wait, I totally lost my train of thought. No, I love that little dashboard. I, I, you know, my clients always joke around about how they have like the little post-it notes all over their uh, wall or their computer of like the little aha moments that they have within happening sessions. And it's kind of like, what is the beautiful thing after you're in it for a couple of months is the aha moments that you create for yourself. It's like you suddenly have so much more access to your own genius when you're not distracted by the indulgent emotions of confusion and worry and past focused, just drama and drama. And I could hear already the listeners being like, okay, well, she's a life coach. She is a high ticket offer. So that's the only reason why she can do it. I make an item that's $10 or that's whatever. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, we have Brittany in our group who has like so oh my sells God. headbands and she's when, yeah. done a million dollars in revenue in one year. It's like, I, yeah, no, I <laughs> it's like, no, it really doesn't matter what your offer is. And, you know, we both know Edie Wadsworth, who is in our 200K mastermind, who has a $97 monthly membership and she did a million dollars this year. Yeah. And it's like, I personally have a high ticket offer, but like never use the math against yourself. And that's another thing that we talk about. It's like the hybrid that we focus on in happening sessions is the math and then your thoughts about the math. Like essentially the business delivering people results is just about math. What do you need? One plus one equals two. Okay, I'm one, you're you're another one, we equal two. Like, let's just do that. But then we have our thoughts about it. What are they going to think about me? How much is this worth? How much time is it going to take? It should have taken longer. We have all these thoughts that muddy up the math problem. And so what I love about the hybrid of it together is like, how can you look at the tools, apply the tools? Like you said, you said your two favorite things are like the failure collection, the monthly failure collection worksheet and hopster scheduling. And you just dove into those two things. And now this morning we were talking about YNAB and because YNAB, for those of you who are brand new to the podcast is you need a budget and it's a tool and an app separate that I don't work for, but that I, I do train my clients on because I so believe in it and you're newer to it. So because you're newer to it, you still have the drama thoughts that are coming in your brain to try and use the tool against yourself and you have it all set up perfectly. And yet you found yourself having some thoughts this week that were like using the tool against yourself. And I was like, oh no, no, you actually don't have to change anything in the process. The process is fine. You're like, can you help me maybe budget differently? And I was like, nope. (laughs) The problem is your thoughts about how, how much money you have in terms of wiggle room in your budget and what was, what the main thoughts were. And I just think it's so interesting because people come to me and they're like, okay, just give me the tools. And just recently I had someone reach out that was that's been following me for a long time and wants coaching, but had heard me mention that eventually I would like to release hapster scheduling as a course, but I just haven't found the right way to do it because I believe that the magic of hapster scheduling is having the tool plus the coaching about your time. Cause can you share with anyone, like what happened to you in the very beginning when you set up your failure collection. And when you set up your schedule, like what your thoughts were about it. 
about yeah. your schedule? You know, it's so funny because now that you asked me that question, it's very similar to the thoughts I had about my budget that we were talking yeah. about this morning, which just goes to show <laughs> it's like your brain's just going to do what your brain always has done. <laughs> you yeah. just have to notice it. That's the important thing. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so I... This is like my default way of showing. I'm like, okay, I'm a Virgo, you guys. I have a lot of Virgo energy, but I'm also a Pisces moon for those of you who care. So that's I'm just a Pisces. You. So yeah, I get it. Probably why we're friends. Anyway, so um, I, this is how I do things. It's like I learn the way and then I implement it perfectly. And then I'm like, okay, it should be working immediately. Why is the way not working for me? <laughs> and so, yeah, I pretty much, I put to like, I did the step-by-step after scheduling process. I I made my to-be scheduled list. I did the whole thing. And it took me a long time to do it the first time. And I was like, okay, why did that take so long? I should be going faster. It should be working. And just was like, Sarah, you just have to like keep doing it. And it's going to take a long time in the beginning. And you're just going to get better and better at making decisions faster. And sure enough, it took me two hours to schedule at the beginning of the month. And four weeks later, like not even that long, four weeks yeah. later, I did my whole scheduling for the week in 20 minutes. Which is and, amazing. Cause like, that's faster than me even. I just yeah. don't make a problem. Was, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And like I can, I can definitely see the same thing happening with my budgeting. Like I'm loving the YNAB tool, honestly. And I'm, I'm, and it's so funny. I'm like telling my boyfriend all about it, like showing him yeah. all about it. Um, and it's the same thing. It's like, I set it up almost perfectly. Like I did it all, you know, I did it all right with a capital R and I'm like, okay, I should be able to have all the things that I want in my life right now, but I can't because like, and then and my, the way that that manifested was me just like messaging, just being like, I have no wiggle room. And it's just, it's like, it, it really is the same exact thing that I did with my schedule, which is, yeah, just, which is the thought that like, you were like, I scheduled out all my week. I remember you doing it. And you had all of these clients now that we bring on and then we get to this next level and then we use our success. Our brain wants to use our success and make it a problem. And it's like, Okay, cool. Yeah. Problems are always forever. It's like, now we have this new problem before we had all this time and not the clients and the money. And now we have scheduled out our time meticulously and we have these clients and we have the money. And now we're like, oh my gosh, like I don't have room to do all the things I wanted to do. And I was like, Sarah, (laughs) your, your thought about your time is not useful to you. And we just had to sit with it. And this is what would happen. I think if I released Hapster scheduling as a course without any sort of coaching component is like, you would use the tool against yourself and then reaffirm your current thoughts about time or your current thoughts about yourself as a CEO, that you're not good at this, that scheduling just doesn't work for you, that it doesn't work for your type of business or because you're a mom or all of these other thoughts and it wouldn't serve you. So like, I refuse to release a tool that hasn't, doesn't have a proper supervising component because I think it would be irresponsible. And I really do think that I don't want to collect money from people unless I know it's going to get them results and the best place for you to get results. If you want more time and money is in happening sessions, period, (laughs) like just period. So 
I get it. I mean, I'm looking right now at the, all of the things that you said, really what created your success. Cause you said like over four weeks, you signed seven clients totaling like $38,500 revenue since saying yes to happening sessions about a month and a half ago. And like it's actually nine clients and saying yes, it was just seven clients in one month. Nine clients. <laughs> oh my God. And I just like, can we just pause for a quick second and just say how proud I am of you that you were willing to fail. And that's it. Simply because you let go of your thoughts about having failure, collecting failure, experiencing or feeling failure, meaning that you are a failure. You just were willing. You were like, even if, and you said this right in the beginning, even if I get make $0 in pursuing this suddenly for the first time, I'm willing to have the failure show up for me. And because you were willing to fail, what happens? I like massively succeeded. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I also want to point out too, right? Like we're glossing over the failures that Sarah collected really quickly and overcame really quickly in that first six weeks, because there were some failures, right? Which is like with failure collection and scheduling. And even now just today with YNAB, like I would call that like a quick failure collected where you like set up your YNAB and then immediately started using it against yourself and your brain. And it's like, that's not a problem. As soon as you notice it, you fail, you feel it. And then you're like, okay, got it. I'm onto myself now. Now I'm just going to hold space for it and continue to develop the skill and be willing again, open myself again up to this experience of failing. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it, and like, you know, so, so I've actually, I have made like last year I had my very first like 25 K month. And what I did last year that actually ended up, I think that was part of contributing to the self-doubt cycle that I was in was like, that happened. And then I was like, okay, how do I top? Like, can I do that again? Can I, I don't like, was it love? Can I, and I think it feels so different now because it's like, okay, I just had this wildly successful month. It was so fun. And guess what? This month, you know what my goal is again? Yeah. More clients. I'm not, it's like, I'm just going to do it again. Yeah. And if it does, like, if I don't hit it, I'm just going to evaluate. Like if I make $0 this month, like it's not a problem. Yeah. Whereas like, I think when I held it as such a problem in the past, that really kept me in like the self-doubt, fearful cycle. Whereas now, yeah, it's just not a problem. It's like- So explain to us, because I totally agree and I get it, but I do think because we've been working together and because we have been, you know, like in a different container, coaching container together, we have just similar ways of thinking, but like, why is it not a problem? What is the thought that you have now that you didn't have before that makes- making $0 in one month, not a problem. Um, I think it's just that because I always create my results and I could just always track back how I created something. And if I could track back how I created something, I could track forward how I'll create something else. Yes. So good. That right there is the definition of the point of the failure collection worksheet is to be able to show you what created what it's like, 
usually when we're going through and we're experiencing this failure, most of what is creating the failure is just our spinning, messy thoughts and half action that's all over the place. There's no way to track it. And so what does our brain do? It makes us mean we're the problem. We're the failure. It's going to happen again. We don't know what created it. Yeah. And when you think, I don't know, that is the most detrimental thought to your brain because your brain feels terrified. It feels like if I don't know, we can't take future action because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's never true. Like I think back to pretty much all the results I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I could track exactly how I created that, whether that was the result I wanted or not. Like once you just let yourself see how you were responsible, you'll be able to find it. Oh my gosh. I, I, I really feel like we almost need to like end there because I I think that that is just, I even really want to like soak that up for myself to just like looking back on all the results I've ever, I mean, you guys, I just got married and literally, of course, I meant to turn off my, my computer notifications for my text, but I did just get a pop-up text from my ex-husband as we're talking. And he's asking about if I picked out a name for my daughter that I'm about to give birth to in a couple of weeks. Right. And when I think about the results that I have in terms of a beautiful co-parenting relationship and a beautiful marriage that I just entered into and this beautiful container of happening sessions and this conversation that we're having, I can really track it back to a willingness to allow people to be wrong about me while I'm collecting the failures in pursuit of my huge life. And it was such a moment when I was at my wedding ceremony and everyone was like, your love story is so inspiring and so beautiful. And I was like, you know what? It didn't always feel that way. And during the failure collection, it is less socially celebrated and happening sessions is the place where I want entrepreneurs like Sarah, like any listener who's listening to come and feel safe and celebrated to fail because that is the path to your big life and your big business and your big bank account. There's no avoiding it. So thank you so much for just saying that. Cause it was just like, like, it just hit me. Like, it's not just about business. The work that you're doing right now is helping you reflect and take a hundred percent responsibility for every result that you create in your life. Mm-hmm. And that is what makes a masterful CEO yeah, and a masterful human. So thank you so much for coming on. Please share with us. Cause I know you just like casually glossed over that you have a podcast. Where can people listen to you if they want to listen to you on your podcast? Yeah. So, um, I host the start your business with Sarah Klein podcast, and you can find it on Spotify, on Apple podcasts, um, and pretty much wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, and the way that I do my episodes is every Monday morning at 10 AM central, I will do an Instagram live where I record the podcast. Um, so if you join me live on Instagram, you can also message me questions. You can, you know, you can get that live show experience, um, or you can listen to it after the fact on Spotify or Apple podcasts. 
I love it. And we'll have all of that in the show notes for you guys to connect over with Sarah. And thank you so much for those of you who are listening and who are like, oh my gosh, Sarah is a total badass unicorn. I'm going to just take a second and recognize that like, she did not always feel this way. And she's been able to access that because she was willing to take a a risk and believe in a future version of herself that was very different from the results of her past. And Mm -hmm. you guys can absolutely do that too. And so now is the time enrollment for happening sessions is coming up. It is June 1st through the third. If you are not on the wait list, please go to what's happening.com and get on the wait list there so that you are the first to know when sign up happens. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Sarah, for, for sharing your story, for letting us get into the nitty gritty of the math and the behind the scenes. I know it can be so vulnerable. I've done it myself when I was like, just in the, in the process, in the thick of it. And I'm, we're still all in the thick of it. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then like something else that just came to me that yeah. you know I think would be so valuable for all the listeners to hear is okay. So you know, that like that mastermind that Jess and I were both in, I was one of the few people in that room who did not make the money back I invested. So yeah. imagine if I had just held on to that identity, the person who didn't make the money, like what would have happened versus I decided to just drop that in the past, be like, you know what that happened. I'm learning from it. We're moving forward. And then literally cue six weeks into Jess's coaching container. And, and like, Jess, I love you. You're amazing. I don't, I mean, I don't think it's me like, yeah, it's not just like, Oh, that business coach versus Jess. No, they're both amazing. It's just how I chose to show up differently in the containers. And now six weeks into it, I'm the person who's made 40 K in six weeks, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So don't hold on to who you've been in the past. As Jess always says, like your future, you is your future, you not your past you. So that's so good. Oh, thank you for saying that as well. Like, yeah, if, if you had held on to that belief, you would not have the, the results that you have right now. I think, I think you were constantly redefining who we can be in any given moment with what we're thinking about ourselves right now. And clearly you're in such a abundant thought space about yourself and about your offer and about your future. It's been so fun to watch, like going from being one of the only people who, who didn't make their money back to being the very first person in happening sessions to make their money back before we even started. Like what a badass what a badass. So yeah, (laughs) cheers. I know I feel the same way about my failures. Like I'm just like, okay, I got married before all my friends and I got divorced before all my friends. And I just think all the time. And you know what though? I have a pretty kick-ass life now and I'm not making that failure of a marriage mean who I am today. Right. It's like just not relevant to my future anymore. And if I, if we do choose to talk about that story, we get to talk about it in this, like, thank goodness we had that experience way. So, cause we learned from it now. Yeah. A hundred percent. So good. All right. Thank you for coming on again. And, uh, you guys go to the show notes, connect with Sarah, you guys go and get on the wait list for happening sessions or set up a consult with me and we will see you next week. Bye hapsters. Bye Sarah. Bye. Hey, Hapsters, if you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. 
That's what's happening. W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening WJS. Again, that's happy H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step. 